Hosanna. I see the King of glory coming down the clouds with fire. The whole earth Eternity. 
Father God, we bless and worship you. Have your way in our midst, O oh God. May none of us leave the same. We pray that you would bless and enlarge. May we receive more of the Holy Spirit. May we receive more of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. God has been speaking to us about something very, very powerful. Amen? Very, very powerful. How many are being blessed by determinants? Hallelujah. Determinants. Amen? Let's start Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Ecclesiastes. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Thanks be to God. Amen. So the Bible is saying that there are certain determinants that would lead to victory in life. Hallelujah. There are certain things that determine the outcome of life. How well you and I will do or how well, you and I will succeed. All depends on how we use these determinants. Also, how are you and I going to succeed or fail based on how we use or do not use these determinants? So the, so the Bible is talking about a number of determinants. Number one, speed. The race is not to the swift. Number two, strength. The battle, nor the battle to the strong. Number three, wisdom, nor yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. Number five. So these are very important determinants. Nevertheless, time and chance can negate them. Hallelujah. And then we give the example of someone who is fast but has lost the race because they went in the wrong lane. Hallelujah. And they were very, very fast. They actually broke the record. But they lost. So the fact that you are fast does not necessarily mean you will always win because of time and chance. Number two, there are people who are stronger or creatures that are stronger than mankind. Yet, mankind has been able to tame them. Lions, bears, and all sorts of creatures. Why? Elephants, uh, whales sharks because of wisdom amen and then nor yet bread to the wise there are people who are wise usually the bible actually the bible says in wisdom's right hand is long life in wisdom's left hand are riches and honor pleasures forevermore god gives us pleasures as we use his wisdom the bible says that through wisdom a house is built so you can build a house through wisdom, 
by applying biblical principles. When you apply biblical principles, whether or not you understand them, you will do well. You will build your house. But to keep your house built and to establish your house, you need understanding. Hallelujah. So riches usually come to those who are wise. The Bible makes that very clear. Nevertheless, there was a certain poor wise man who delivered a city that had no chance of survival. But the person was poor, even though he was wise. So the fact that people are wise does not always lead to wisdom because of time and chance. Of course, time and chance could also include the devil. Nor yet riches to men of understanding, even though it includes the devil, is because the devil was able to outwit. But the man of God, woman of God, who trusts in God will not be able to be affected by time and chance. Nor yet riches to men of understanding. Yes, you can have understanding. And understanding, the Bible says through understanding knowledge, you, 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 you have revenue of riches. Your revenue is more precious than silver and gold. Meaning that there's abundance, but there are people who have understanding but are not able to act quickly. So there's a difference between understanding and understanding quickly. And shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Like it says in Isaiah chapter 11. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? Nor yet favor to men of skill. Daniel was a man of wisdom and skill. And because of that, he had favor. Think about it. There were, in fact, the whole world since the beginning of empires, we have had a very strong empire by Bab uh, the Babylonian Empire, by Nebuchadnezzar and his grandson, Belshazzar. When the Bible says son, it sometimes means grandson. Hallelujah, Belshazzar, the Babylonian Empire. Then the Medes and the Persians came together. The Persians were very strong. The Medes were not as strong. So they but yet, nevertheless, they came together under Cyrus or Garabo, and they overthrew the Babylonian Empire. And then the, the, the Persian Empire took place. And became the world empire. Can I have an amen? amen? Babylonian empire was strong and fierce and the first. The Persian empire conquered quickly. Then the Grecian empire came and took over the Persian empire. And you see that the prince of Persia, that, that war, hallelujah, that's another topic. Hallelujah. Then the, the Grecian empire by Alexander the Great took over the Persian empire. And then the R Roman empire took over the Greek Empire. Hallelujah. All that was prophesied by Daniel. But the key is that under two empires, uh, actually under two empires and three empresses, Daniel was first. Daniel was first under the Babylonian Empire by Nebuchadnezzar. And then his grandson, he became second in command. Hallelujah. At least in, in, the Babylon, in Babylon. And then the Medes and the Persians came to overthrow the empire. Now, if you've overthrown the enemy and someone is second in command in the enemy's camp, are you going to make them first among the princes, the presidents? No. The Bible says that, Dan, that there were 120 princes that governed the whole Persian empire. And the Persian empire included Babylon and many other places. Can I have an amen? And the Bible says that there were three presidents that governed the whole empire and the 120 princes, and Daniel was first. 
And yet, why was that the case? Because he was a man of skill. He was a man of understanding. He was a man of wisdom. So definitely, when you have skill, you would have favor. Because he had favor with the king. He had favor with Cyrus. He had favor with Darius. He had favor with Nebuchadnezzar. So it is true that when you have skill, you will be a person of favor. Nevertheless, time and chance can negate it. Hallelujah. But time and chance happened to them all. So we began to talk about the determinants. And we talked about the first determinant. The first determinant is speed. Speed. Because it talks about the fact that no, the race, that the race is not to the swift. So we began to talk about speed and the fact that we need to be quick in things. Sometimes delay can mean cancellation. Then we began to talk about the second determinant, which is strength. Strength is important. That's why we have the spirit of might. If strength was not important, we will not have the spirit of might. Look at Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. And the branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might or strength. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 to 16. Ephesians chapter 3. So might is very important, but time and chance can negate it, depending on what is happening. But if God is with you, time and chance would be put to the side. Because time and chance or the devil cannot affect someone who is using the determinants with God's hand upon them. For this cause I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So you will see how the spirit of might, might, strength is important. It's so important that the Bible says that God, the Holy Spirit, will strengthen my spirit and your spirit with might. So strength is very important. So even though time and chance can negate, because we are Christians and we know that God is going to be with us and God is going to negate time and chance, we need to know the determinants, master them so that we will prosper in life. What do you think? Hallelujah. So strength is what we talked about and we will go more into strength today. Hallelujah. Number one, we talked about the fact that strength determines the quality or quality of your leadership. Psalm 110 verse 1 to 3. Strength determines the quality of your leadership. The quality. But I will say it the way I know how to say it. Strength will determines the quality of your leadership. That is me. The quality. The Lord said unto my Lord or uh, look at NL, NASB. The Lord said to my Lord. Hallelujah. So God the Father said to God the Son. 
You can turn it back to King James. Thank you. Sit at my sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. We're going to verse 3. Beautiful. Verse 2 and then 3. Hallelujah. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Oh, hallelujah. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. And then verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew or the dew of thy youth. But the key is the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou. So if God is going to rule with strength, then you and I need to rule with strength. Because without strength, we will not be very good leaders. The best example of leadership is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength. Or God will send the, send the rod of his strength, the Lord's strength, out of Zion. So it means that you and I, to rule well, to do well, to lead well, we must use strength. Hallelujah. By putting our hands down, uh, or putting our hands down, is that how it is? Yeah. Or, or, or putting our foot down, or feet down to say that, look, this is not going to happen. Or this person needs to be removed. Or this person needs to be put back in. Or, or, or this should happen. This should not happen. Sending missionaries, I'm going to send you somewhere, I'm going to transfer, I'm, all those things, without strength, it cannot work. And many of the churches that have done well, the Catholic Church and some of the other churches, the method, they, they transfer. My grandfather was someone who was transferred regularly. He tra was transferred in the Presbyterian Church. Transferred. When you, and th those churches are standing long, strong. So transfers are important. Hallelujah. And without strength, you feel sorry and say, oh, people will talk. People will complain. People will make it a big deal. So I'm not going to transfer. But transfers are needed, especially when you have agreed that you'll be transferred and you can be transferred at will. <laughs> if you've agreed, what's the problem? You've agreed. You've signed that you, you are, you've agreed. So if you've agreed and we are transferring you, what's the, Why? Hallelujah. Many people <laughs> are not good leaders because they do not have the strength to take good decisions. When Joshua or Yehoshua was made the leader of Israel, he was told to be strong. Why is that strength determines the quality of your leadership? Look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 to 9. Joshua. And Joshua and Jesus is just an H. Yehoshua and Yeshua. The Lord says, hallelujah. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. So be strong and of good courage. Let's continue. Without strength, it's not going to work. Thy, uh, yes, so uh, verse 7, Joshua 1, 7, beautiful. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do, 
So God told Joshua, Joshua was taking over from Moses because God himself buried Moses. So you wonder how he buried it. So he didn't send an angel. God buried Moses. And then in uh, Jude, I think it's Jude or Peter, Satan wanted to take the body of Moses to make it look like Moses had resurrected so that the people would worship him. And Michael the archangel said, no way. The Lord rebuke you. That's another message. A very exciting message we will share another time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So Joshua was taking over. And then God told Joshua, now that you are taking over from Moses, you will need very, very important things. And once you have them, you will be able to conquer every place, every country, every, ev everywhere you, 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 your feet touches, you would overcome, you will conquer. I have given you every place your feet touches is yours. You will be able to overcome every single enemy if my word does not depart out of your mouth and you meditate upon it day and night. Number two, you need to be very strong and courageous. Because without strength and courage, you will not be able to do. When I say, we are taking over Jericho. When I tell you that we are taking over Jericho, and you see that there are giants in the land, you will be afraid. And the people would actually want to stone you. So without courage and strength, you will not obey my command to go. You will not obey my command. So you see that sometimes for you and I to, to do what God wants us to do, we need courage. We need strength. Because sometimes without strength, you, you, you and I will shake back. You and I will be fearful. Because courage is still strength in the midst of fear. So yes, there is something fearful. Wow, I don't want to do this. But I am going to be courageous and I will be strong enough to obey. If God says it, then I'll do it. If I perish, I perish. Like the three Hebrew boys, it was strength. Nebuchadnezzar said that everyone should bow to the image. And everyone was bowing. And then the three Hebrew boys stood. Now, most likely, Daniel could have been on an assignment. That's why he wasn't there at that time. He was a, a, a leader there, and he was not there at that time. So most likely he was on assignment. Otherwise, he would have ex talked to the king and given him some examples. When you read it, Daniel was not there. And Daniel definitely did not bow. Hallelujah. So the three Hebrew boys, they went. They were standing there, and the king was shocked. What? Everyone is supposed to be down. What are you doing up? Are you not going to bow? They said, no, we will serve the Lord God of Israel, and he is the only God, and we will bow to no one else but God. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, look, if you don't bow, we will put you in the fiery furnace. So consider and hear carefully. Now be very careful what you say, because what you say could end you in the fiery furnace or you will escape. The three Hebrew boys said, king, we are not even going to ponder upon it. We are not even going to think about it and discuss it. We are not careful to consider we will not bow. Even if our God, look, our God will deliver us. But even if our God does not deliver us, we will not bow. 
strength. Then Nebuchadnezzar took able, strong, able, able men to put them into the fire. As the people were putting them into the fire, they got burned themselves. It shows how hot the fire, fire was. Then the three Hebrew boys were there. Then Nebuchadnezzar and his people came to look. Ah, there were three people there. There were three people there. But I see four people. And the fourth person I see is like the son of God. Then he rushed. Come on, pick them up, pick them up, take them out. And then God was magnified. But that takes strength. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. That takes strength. So you and I, in order to obey God, we will need strength. Martin Luther, in order to obey God, you see that he needed strength to obey God. Because the church at that time said that there's nothing like justification by faith, but penance, and you need to work for your salvation, and you can pay the church money to take your people from purgatory. Well, the Bible says, my Bible says there's only one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. And there, there's an appointment to die once. And after that judgment, there's nothing, there's no word in the Bible that talks about that. There is in the Bible that talks about hell, which is a transient place. No one is escaping there. Everyone who goes there will burn in the lake of fire. Because death and hell delivered up the dead in Revelation. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death forever. Okay. So how many understand what I'm saying? Strength. So Martin Luther, he was feeling depressed. He was feeling sad. He was having issues. He just didn't feel right. And I'm sure it was God who put the staring in him. He wasn't feeling right. So his leader said, you know what, go and lecture. Just go and lecture. But lecture on Galatians. Is Galatians or Romans? I think Galatians or Romans. Go and, go and lecture. He began to lecture. He realized that we are not justified by works, but we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. So he began to write theses and things about justification by faith. That not of works, but of faith. And he had to be strong. There were many, many fights. They, they, they exercised him. They banished him. They said all sorts of things about him. They, they fought him. But he stood his ground because the Bible said we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. Until everyone who says they are Christians agree that we are justified by faith, including the, the, the church he was in. Hallelujah. And then some people said the world, I, I, I can't remember the name of the person, that the world was round. Was it Galileo or whoever? Yeah, Galileo, yeah. That the world was round. And the church and everybody said, no, the church is not round. The church is flat. Can, when you keep going, don't you see that? Are you going to fall? Even now, some people feel that the, way, the earth is flat. The only problem with those people is that when the spaceships, when they bring the pictures, we don't see a flat blanket. <laughs> and if it's flat, there'll be a at the end of the horizon, there'll be a fall. Hallelujah. But the spaceships and everything show, I mean. But they fought him. They eventually apologized after science proved that the world was round. And the Bible has talked about it already, that the circle of the earth. The Bible has talked about it before it was found from science. Science has never disproved the Bible. Science has never disproved the Bible. There's not one thing in science that disproves the Bible. Some people look at Genesis and talk about light and all these things and say that it doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. Nothing has disproved the Bible. 
actually when you dig more into science, you realize that science actually proves the Bible. It's only the people who are not honest. But it takes strength. When you learn about dark energy, dark matter, it coincides with what the Bible talks about in Isaiah and Psalm. Coincides. Dark energy, dark matter, that's another topic. When you talk about evolution and you hear about the debunking of the whole evolution, the it which is a farce, which is rubbish, which is junk, which is toilet, which is nonsense, which, which takes, I mean, somehow intelligent people have been made little brains. Sorry? It takes more faith to believe in evolution than the Bible. But many textbooks, you, you studied evolution in school. Did you hear about the Cambrian explosion? Of course not. But that's history. The Cambrian explosion, which debunks evolution to the zero. Cambrian. Talking about geological, geological eras. And there was a Cambrian explosion. It doesn't mean a bomb. It means explosion of all complex life forms all at once. At a long time ago. There's no time to get into it. <laughs> Hallelujah. In fact, uh, there, there was, I have to do one of these. There was a long time ago, in I think March, April, May, uh, I had uh, uh, an interview uh, with questions on evolution and all that, and I was able to, I'm not, I'm not a geologist, I'm not any, I just know that there's the Cambrian explosion, and I can explain it. I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but thank God that we have common sense. Yeah. And with common sense, we know that there was the Cambrian explosion. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the science books, why are they not putting it there? Many of the, did you see the fish with the legs? It was a fast. It was proved to be false, but it's still in the textbooks. That fish with the legs was proved to be false. And many other things. We'll get into all those things. <laughs> Another time. Otherwise, my message will change. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's, it's clear. I mean, hmm. I've, I've been waiting. I need to do a, a series on this thing. Hallelujah. I don't know much. People have done the study and scientists, all the studies, and I've just read it. We all, it's all for us. So when you see people who are talking, yes, science proves it. Science proves that there is no God. You look at them. Even the Big Bang. No, uh, David Hawkins. And, uh, no, there's no single astronomer can, who can give the, the, the answer to what, what caused the bang. No, not a single person. What, wh what was before the bang? They said there was the void. And the void was, uh, uh, I, I, I can quote it, but it's not time. Hallelujah. So when you hear them talk, it's like, oh, yes. We understand everything. We just don't understand what caused the bang, what was before the bang. Then it makes your thing rubbish. You talk, uh, then they add cosmopolitan constant and inflation. They add certain things to help explain away the problems. Number two, strength determines your ability to fight against your enemy. It takes more faith. Yeah, you said it right. It takes more faith to believe in evolution. That we're, uh, we are a single-celled organism. We came... So, so by now we should see some transition. So why, why aren't we seeing any transitional fossils? There's not been one found. That ape man thing was a hoax. It was proved to be a fake. Hallelujah. Anyway, let's continue. I don't want to change what I'm preaching about. 
Strength determines your ability to fight against your enemy. Isaiah 28.6 And for a spirit of judgment to him that sitteth in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gates. And like we said last week, if the battle is at your gate, you are losing. The battle should be at the, the enemy's gate. Because if the battle is at your gate, it means they've been able to overcome all your army people. And they are, all your roadblocks, and they are in front of your gate. So strength determines your ability to fight your enemy. For strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. So the strong person is able to turn the battle to the gate, not to uh, 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 their, their, their own gate. The man of strength is able to turn the battle to the gate. Your strength determines if the battle will turn to the gate of the enemy. Strength determines a person's ability to fight. There are many good fights in this life. A good fight is a fight for something good. A good fight is worthy. A worthy fight. Strength determines a person's ability to persist in a fight. Strength determines a person's ability to survive. Strength determines a person's ability to win. Yeah. I remember there was a guy, we had boxing night when I was in boarding school. There was a guy who I used, I, I, I could beat any day, any time. Any day, any time. When I get angry and I'm coming for him, he's afraid. But we were in the ring together. And he used wisdom against me. <laughs> at that time, I didn't think about it. I think he had fought in the past, so he knew things I didn't know. Strategies. So he wore me out. The way he beat me in the ring. <laughs> Even though I was stronger than him. He beat the, everybody laughed at me. Hey! Because the way I was bragging. I said, this guy, I'll beat him. The way he beat me in the ring. <laughs> then I realized that strength... It's a reverse. <laughs> hey. Yeah, David got beat. <laughs> it was not a joke. <laughs> hey, God's got you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was not a small thing. So it shows that strength. Strength. Hmm. Number three. Your strength determines where your enemy will attack you whether your enemy will attack you or not. Sometimes when you are too strong, your enemy has to be careful. Yeah, yeah you have to think twice. Number four, your strength determines your level of obedience. Yeah. Strength determines your ability to obey God. Your strength determines your compliance with the vision of God. Both Moses and Joshua were exhorted to be strong so that they could fulfill the call of God and be obedient in the ministry. It is weakness that makes people shift away from the will of God. Because of your strength, may you and I overcome and prevail. 
So, like we said last week, don't let anyone, if you know that God wants you to do something and you are doing it, don't let anyone, any circumstances, change it. Don't allow people to change what God has given you. If God says you should be a shepherd, don't let anyone take that from you. Don't, don't, don't let any family member, don't let any church person take that away from you. If God says you should be a missionary, don't let anybody take that from you. If God says you should be a missionary, don't let anyone take it from you. If God says you should be a prophet, don't let anyone take it from you. If God says you should be a pastor or a teacher or an evangelist, don't let anyone take it from you. Hallelujah. Because what God has given to you, you and I are going to answer for it. You can't, uh, 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 Seth can't tell God that, God, talk to Reverend David. When God asks, Seth, you are supposed to do A, B, C, D. You didn't do it, of course, God forbid. Or let's say Seth Jackson, so that we know it's not you. Seth, Jack Seth Jackson was supposed to do A, B, C, D. And Seth Jackson didn't do A, B, C, D. And then when God asks him, why do you need to do A, B, C, D? Then Seth Jackson says, ask Reverend David. They don't slap in heaven, so we can't say that. But you, you, be very, you, you, you won't be able to say that in heaven. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you won't be able to do that. Hey! Ask Reverend David. Why is in the Bible, why in the Bible says that Reverend David is going to answer for you? Everyone will answer for themselves. So when God tells you to do something, do it because you and I are going to be judged based on what God told us. And the pastor is there to help you to fulfill what God has told you to do. Hallelujah. I'm here to help you to fulfill what God has told you to do. I'm not here to tell you what God has told you to do. Because everyone, God has told you what you need to do. I'm there to guide you. Oh, what about this? What about that? What about that? And guide. Hallelujah. Very important. And you need strength. <laughs> to the point that if your pastor says, ah, you know what? I think this is rather the way. Your strength to say, I've been convicted. I had a dream, or I know God says I should do this. Can we just try it? What do you think? Because what if the pastor, that God didn't tell him it, and God told you? What do you think? Very important. So shepherds, and there are some people who, might not need to actually do certain things, but because they are watching others, they want to do it. Maybe someone is doing certain things and you look at it and you see that it's fancy or it's, it's nice, so you have to do it. No. You do what you came to the earth to do. What God brought you into the earth to do. Your ministry, your calling. Not someone else's calling. Because you will not get the full reward if you are doing things because other people are doing them. <clears throat> I'm not just doing crusades because Bishop is doing crusades. I'm convicted that God has told me to do crusades. And that's why I'm doing it. And it just happens to be that God has placed me in a place where I can have an example. Yeah. Because when I was a new convert, I was in the buses in London. From long so this has been a conviction. What do you think? In the same way, what is yours? Maybe God has even given people dreams. What is yours? 
and I've been consistent. I remember from uh, when I was in Philadelphia, all the way, I've been wanting to do this. From, from 2000. And thank God for a, a, a prophet who helps us to, you know, to achieve what we want to do. I remember asked, telling him, I want to be an evangelist. I want to. I've told many, many times. Two powers of a cross come to. What about some people, they know that God wants them to do something and they won't even see it for help. But the pastor is there to help you. So if you know, some people believe that God has anointed them or God wants them to, to be missionaries or to be uh, 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 prophets or to be shepherds or whatever. You can get prayer or advice. I don't know if you get what I mean. Or a teacher. Or a missionary. Missionary, being a missionary is fantastic. It's a beautiful thing to be a missionary. Especially when you are young, it is a good thing. Even older people, look at Bishop Ernest. I saw how Bishop Ernest was initially. When I went to Costa Rica to see him. How he was carrying Bishop's books. Carrying the books. Will rush, carry the books to tax the uh, uh, tra public transportation, rush to different places to go and meet people. <coughs> he worked hard because he, he had a conviction. There were many things that could have caused him to stop because it was a lot of work. But it was the conviction that pushed him to do it. And now God has blessed him a big, nice cathedral. God, I mean, he's a bishop now. Hallelujah. But without that conviction, without that strength, oh, I saw it. I was with him carrying the boxes. We carried the box, then we rush, we run, run to the station. The bus is about to leave. We'll be running. <laughs> Hallelujah. Without strength, you'll be like, this is too tiring. Let me do it. No, 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 no. It's a blessing. So, and uh, there are many people, when, you see, when I know that God wants me to, me to be a missionary, and I do it. I flourish. What do you think? That if I'm convinced and convicted, and nothing will let me retreat. What do you think? Because I believe it. Now, what do you believe? Aaron, what do you believe? What do we believe? Keep pressing towards it, the goal. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. And God will give it to you. I said, and God will give it to you. I said, and God will give it to you. How do you use strength? Is we've been taught, taught how to do it. Thank God we have a church that we don't just see the person doing it, but the person has written books to show us how to do it. I'm telling you. You want to be a prophetess, you know exactly what to do. It's in the books and the messages. Yeah. It's, everything is there. What do you want to do? It's all there. How do you become? There are many books that have, have been written. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Books have been written. Yeah. Books have been written. What do you want to become? There are, the books have been written about it. And it works. It works. Many people don't believe it works, but it works. It takes strength. It works. What has been written works. 
I'm, I'm, of course, the Bible, we know it works. I don't even need to say Israel. I'm talking about the books of uh, the house, our bishop's books. They work. How to become anointed. We just need to keep applying it, all of us. How do you enter into a certain ministry? This is all in the book. Hallelujah. You want to be a good pastor? You can find it. You want to be a good evangelist? You can find it. You want to be a good prophet? You can find it. You want to be a good what, teacher? You can find it. You want to be a good, what is left? Apostle, you can find it. Evangelist, you can find it. Yeah. What are some of the things you need to do? Pray, read, soak in the messages, the video dimension, all those things. Over and over and over and over again. The levels of receptivity. All those things, they are all there. Amen. Number five, your strength determines your ability to overcome fear. Church, what do you think? Those in church. Emilia. Where we are preaching. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Antoinette. Yeah. It's all there. So it shows that those who get it are the ones who are serious. Because when, when you want, if they tell you that there's gold in a place, and you want the gold, those who want the gold will take their time. They would, they would organize themselves. They will get all the machines needed and start digging if there's gold in the ground, in the, in, in the compound. And it's been proven that 100 years ago there was gold and it's for the taking. Anyone who is able to dig and finds it, and we have certain slots, you dig. You, you do what it takes to dig and to buy the equipment because it's been proven. And you know that's what you want. In the same way, if you and I want certain things, anointing certain things in the ministry, we know what to do. Number six, your strength determines the extent to which people follow you. Our former president, such a wonderful, uh, 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 at least all I know are good examples. Every, no one is perfect, hallelujah, but he did very well, hallelujah. Uh, uh, no, <laughs> that's a good one, Jerry John. <laughs> very good for clarification, Jerry John Rollins. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, people would have thought I meant somebody else. Yeah, yeah, thank you. No, it's president, J.J. Rollins. The way people followed him because he was prepared to sacrifice for the people. And they followed him. Hallelujah. I remember when I was young, everybody was excited. JJ, there was a song and I can't even remember. It was, it was so, hallelujah. But that's because of his strength. He caught followers. In the same way. Jesus Christ, he said, when I be lifted up from the earth. I shall draw all men to myself. It means that when he's lifted up, of course, when he's lifted up in preaching, when he's lifted up in singing, but of course, he means that when he's lifted up on the cross, he will draw all men because he would have died and risen from the dead. So at the point of being lifted up from the earth, he will draw all men to himself, which he has done. But if he didn't die, we wouldn't have been drawn to him. Because 
we would not have had the power of the Holy Spirit working in us to save us. Hallelujah. So our, our Lord and Captain, our Master, our God, Jesus Christ, he, he, he showed the example of strength in what he did. And that led to our following him. Amen. Number seven, the man of strength or woman of strength achieves their strength through having sons. Sons are, of course, and daughters are men who are forever with you. They are men whom you have forgiven. Of course, because there will be offense and people will not always do what they need to do. Number eight, your strength is determined by how much accusation you can withstand. And last week I talked about God's generals and about those who Maria would with Etta. All she said was that God would judge and fight for me. Others succumbed to the accusations and buckled down and they were taken off the scene. So I always tell people and myself that look, when you are accused, don't make it a big deal. Look at Bishop, they've accused him of everything. Satan, Jim Jones, eh, all, all the names. I mean, how can someone call you Jim Jones? Ah, someone who you, you are trying to just serve God and point people to Jesus, and you are calling the person Jim Jones. Eesh. Imagine. Jim Jones, how? But, you, you see, accusations can affect people. That's why we must be careful to be, not be the people accusing. Because let's assume, okay, number one, of course, we know that those accusations are false of Bishop. But God, you see, if God would punish someone for accusing when it is true, how much more when it is not true? Look at Miriam. Moses was saying that don't take the people from the other places. But Moses took a wife who was not from Israel. So they were saying that about you, you've taken a wife who is not for Israel. They were criticizing him. And God punished, you understand, Miriam. So what I'm saying is, is, you see, accusing pastors and each other. It's not just pastors and each other. Because we are part of the body of Christ. When Saul of Tarsus was persecuting the church, he wasn't persecuting Peter per se. Because Peter, they were all in Jerusalem. But he was going to Damascus to persecute the saints. And then Jesus said, you are persecuting me. It is hard to kick against the pricks. So pastors, of course, that's another level. But pastors and church members, I'm talking about accusation. Let's not be the people to accuse. But nevertheless, we would be accused. When we are accused, leave it to God. I, I, I'm trying to get to the point, and I'm getting there. I'm not yet there, but to the point where accusations will be like, doesn't matter. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you think. So first, I care what God thinks and God is okay. I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm getting there. I want to be perfectly there yet. No. At least now, it won't bother me. <coughs> but we don't know. We are, we are still getting there. We are not there yet. Because definitely, no matter who you are, some things will pinch. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when the pinch, just... And continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's even worse when you, the, the accusations are from people close to you. Of course, that, that makes it worse. But even with that, what do you do? Yeah. My own familiar friend, Jesus said, who I have eaten bread with, 
has lifted up his heel against me. Prophet, the messianic prophecy from the Psalms. My own familiar friend. So Jesus had, God had prophesied through David or the Psalms that the Messiah, someone close to him who ate bread with him will lift up his heel against him and betray him. So that prophecy was there and would have needed to be fulfilled. And it was going to only be fulfilled when Jesus appeared. Judas took the bait. Because you remember that Satan, the Bible says that Satan enticed Peter to go to the high priest and to betray Jesus. And then when Jesus told him to, uh, when Jesus dipped and then uh, uh, Judas ate it, Satan entered into him. Because without Satan entering into him, he would not have been able to fulfill the thing. But he had set himself up. Because you realize that Satan entered into him. And then Jesus said, whatever you need to do, do it quickly. Hallelujah. So people will be betrayed. But don't be the one to do it. Don't be the one. Don't be the one to break confidence. Don't be the one to, 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 to be told the secret and you spill it unless you are a Mordecai or Chloe. But you are doing that for a good cause. If I hear that someone is about to attack or, or say something, about to do something terrible to my pastor, Apostle Joel, and they tell me in secret. I have to tell them that I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to fulfill this secret. I'm going to tell. Yeah, that's what we are talking about. But we are talking about this confidence. About th you know what I mean? There's a difference between Chloe, Chloeism and Mordecaiism <laughs> and wickedness and treachery. Hallelujah. Accusation. The Bible says that he who will see life and see good days should refrain their tongue from evil and their lips from guile. So everything that has to do with the tongue. The Bible says that the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. That old serpent, Satan and the devil, who accused the brethren day and night. But, but the Bible says, now is come salvation and might and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. So you, you realize that accusation affects salvation, affects your strength to do, and prevents the kingdom of God from taking strength. Accusation. It was only when the accuser of the brethren, Satan, was cast down, that strength came, that salvation came, and that the kingdom of God came. So you and I, when we accuse people who are serving God, pastors and shepherds and anyone serving God, when we accuse them, then we, we, we prevent salvation or we attempt to prevent salvation and attempt strength and attempt the kingdom of God from doing well. Rana Banke, I think some time back he was in Ghana or uh, some parts of Africa. They were having a crusade somewhere. The bus had an accident. People died, and they, they, they really dismantled him. They said so many terrible things about him. How many people have been in airlines going to work, and the plane crashed? Did they go and attack the CEO? But you see how people are. 
such a thing if he was able to feel so if he was feeling so bad that he said you know what I, i'm feeling so bad i don't do it again god will hold those people responsible who accuse them and i heard a loud voice revelation 12 10 saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ so salvation of people's souls and of people's lives is taken away when accusation comes, especially when you're accusing someone who is doing those things. Strength is taken away. Strength is taken away by accusation. Strength, think about it. The kingdom of God and the church and soul winning and all that pertains to the kingdom of God is taken away and the power of Christ to heal, to deliver, to perform miracles, to touch lives, is taken away when there is accusation. Strength is taken away when there is accusation. But a strong person can say to themselves, yes, the devil wants salvation to be taken away. The devil wants strength to be taken away. The devil wants uh, 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 me not to be able to bring strength in the kingdom of God on earth or allow the power of Christ to, to, to prevail. But I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to be stronger than that. I'm going to be stronger than, than the accusation. And I'm not going to let the accusation affect me. Even the devil accusing. The devil also accuses. Look at you. Look at you. Do you think you are qualified? Aren't there other people better than you? You need to be strong to say, so what? I'm doing what Jesus wants me to do. And I'm washed with the blood of Jesus. I have right standing with God. I'm, I'm a good guy so far as God is concerned. I, I'm, I'm a cool guy. Of course, you are a cool guy because you are having faith in Jesus and you are trying to live for him. I'm a cool guy. But Satan can make you feel as if you are not. And then as you are preaching, people give your life to Christ or you are be doing the shepherding work. He's weakened you. He's weakened you. I'm not, I'm not fit. I'm not fit. I'm not fit. Why? Because you are accused by people or by the devil. The devil accused you. Oh, uh, am, am, I talking to, am I talking to just... Yeah. The devil accused you. The devil told you that you are not fit. The devil told you that you are not qualified. The devil told you that you are not able and God is not happy with you doing it. But the way the kingdom of God is, when you are even doing what you need to do in spite of the accusation, God is pleased with you. And you are being strong. Don't let anyone take your crown. The Bible says, hey, Jesus said, don't let anyone take your crown. Hey, there's a crown awaiting you and I. And accusation can cause your crown to be taken if you succumb to it. I want a Every crown, every crown that God has given, that God has for me, and every crown that God has for you and I, do not let any accusation or anyone take your crown. What? I want to receive the crown. I want to, there, there are many crowns. There's a crown of life, shepherd's crown. There's a crown of righteousness. There's a crown. There are a number of crowns. And then I want to shine like the stars forever and ever. I'm not doing it out for that. I want to shine. Hey. I want to shine like the stars forever and ever. I, 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 I want to have the shepherd's crown. I want to have the different crown. Even just overcoming difficulties. 
overcoming trials, overcoming difficulties and temptations, there's a crown for, for that too. There's a crown of rejoicing. And there's just a crown for being a Christian. So at least every Christian will have a crown. Who glory. But it comes by strength. Your strength is determined. A man of strength, a woman of strength, will be able to come out of difficult places. Hey, sometimes you need difficult places. Uh, you need strength to overcome difficult things. Your strength determines whether people cheat you or not. Your strength determines how much you will be able to help others. Romans 15.1. What do you think? Is it working? Romans chapter 15 verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. So, it is the strong people that are able to help others. What do you think? It is the strong people. When you are not strong, you can't help. Now, you and I, are, there's no time to go into it. Hallelujah. But you and I, we can be strong in different ways. How do we bear the infirmities? Look at N, uh, uh, NESB. Now, we who are strong ought to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not just please ourselves. So what are some of the examples? Look at Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. My brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. So the strong Christian is able to help those who are weak in certain areas. What do you think? Maybe weak in a word, weak in sin, weak in... Uh, some people are easily depressed. Some people are easily discouraged. So we need to encourage such people. Galatians 6.2 Bear ye one another's burden, and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. Hallelujah. Help the saints. So we are talking about just helping. Helping. There are so many things. Also financial strength. You see that Job was strong. That's why he was able to help the needy. He was able to help the poor. He was able to help the blind. He was strong financially. Without financial strength, you cannot help people. So you and I need to trust God for financial strength. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 15 talks about the fact that when you and I are giving or helping people, God will give us sufficiency to continue to help people so that the people will be thankful and will glorify God and will pray for us. Hallelujah. When you give something to someone, they say, who is in need, and they were trusting God for it, and you give it to them. Oh, God bless you. Oh, thank you. God. That, that, that energy and that heart at which they are saying, God bless you, makes a big difference. Sometimes my mother talks about how sometimes she goes to the market, and she sees that someone is in desperate need. She just sees it, and the person is, ha doesn't have enough money to buy the tomatoes or whatever in the market, and 
God just touches her heart. Give this person whatever. When she gives it to the person, the person says, oh, thank you. Thank God for you. Uh, my son's school fees was due tomorrow, God willing. And I didn't know how I was going to pay it. If I didn't pay it, you'd be kicked out of school. But what you've given me is more than enough to buy what I need to buy and to pay his fees. Thank you. And then she started to bless her. That those are powerful. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. So let's be strong. Strong in every area. Strong financially. Strong in the Lord. When you are strong in the Lord, you'll be able to help those who are weak in the Lord. And strong in the Lord is strong in the confidence of God. We are not talking about people who are mighty in the Lord in terms of our might. That one, you are ready to go down. We are talking about you are so strong and confident in his might. And because of that, you are securing the armor of God as best as you can. And know that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might to deliver you and to save you and to help you. Then you are making a difference. Hallelujah. And finally, your strength determines your exploits. Men and women of strength do great exploits. Hallelujah to Jesus. May you and I be strong. May you and I do well. May you and I take territories for Jesus. May you and I prosper in this world. In Jesus' name. Shall we stand to our feet? If you can. And let's speak to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And let's ask the Lord to Give us the grace to be strong. Strength. I need strength. I need strength. I need strength. I need strength, Lord. Strength is what I need. Strength is all I need. Oh, I need strength, Jesus. I need strength, oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes. Jesus, I give you praise. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Oh, I'm seeking you, Lord. Seeking you as the precious truth. Lord, to give up, I'll be a fool. You are my all
That Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. I believe that His blood was shed for my sins. I believe that His blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised Him from the dead. I believe that God raised Him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Lord Jesus, come Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Lord Jesus, Lord please, Jesus come into my please come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for all those who have given their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Keep them and preserve them. In Jesus' name. I want to encourage you, if you've given your life to Christ, to look for a good church. Look for a church. Have a Bible. Read it every day. Listen to audio Bible. Pray to God every day, no matter what. Even if it's for, for, for 20 minutes, 30 minutes as a new Christian, just, just do what you can. Just speak to your Heavenly Father and build your relationship with Him. And then as time goes by, because of your relationship with Him, you'll be able to spend more time with Him. You'll be able to spend an hour with Him easily you have a relationship with him god bless you god bless you now that's a word of blessing just before i let you go and hand over to pastor may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord jesus cause his face to shine upon you may he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace may his blessings which make rich and add no sorrows secure you and bless you and give you peace and joy all the Amen. days of your life. May goodness and mercy follow you and I all the days of our lives. And may we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for joining. Shalom, shalom. Thank you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Amen.